Welcome to Opposite Attractions, ladies and gentlemen, the show about theme park design that is technically possible. I am not Scotty Moore. I know, weird. I am Jim Murphy, the co-host of the show, and, well, the quarantine has things a little weird, as you can tell by the title of this episode. We're not doing a normal show this week. We're just going to share with you one of our Patreon episodes of FAQ, a show where we do kind of a deep dive history lesson, uh, mostly just me explaining weird things about attractions to Scotty for a half an hour. And this one is, of course, a journey into imagination, mostly the ride, a little bit about the pavilion itself. Uh, if you like it and you would love to be a Patreon subscriber, just go to patreon.com slash a load of BS. I can't remember. It's at the end of all our episodes. I'm sure you can find a link somewhere. And, uh, well, we'll just have a new episode next week, hopefully. Until then, I hope you enjoy this episode of FAQ. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to FAQ. It's a podcast about theme park design that's not dumb as all hell. <laughs> I am your host. That's debatable. I am your host, Scotty Moore. Joined this week by Jim Murphy. Jim, what's this show? Why is this show? Ex- Which, by the way, this is the most podcasty I've ever felt. Because I usually record standing up and whatnot, but now I've got like a mic like two inches from my mouth, and I'm like sitting in a very poorly lit environment. I'm like, this is what podcasting really is. I'm going back to the good old days. So what's this show, Jim? Uh, we are going to talk about the history, sort of, like the background of uh, various attractions, like one at a time. We weren't going to do them all in one go? I thought it was all in one go. Yeah, this this like week or month or whatever we're doing this as, we are going to talk about Figment and all his various attractions. God, yes, Figment. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about like Captain EO and Magic Journeys and all that yeah. That fun stuff. I so I kind of left that out. I know we've talked about old Figgy on the show before, but I mean, I just need you to understand. When I first went to Disney World, the one ride that my girlfriend demanded I ride was Figment. It wasn't like you have to ride Haunted Mansion or you have to do this. It was, you gotta ride the purple dinosaur ride. And I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> That's cool, I guess. And then I wrote it, and then I fell in love with it. And then I wrote it while drunk, and I fell in love with it even harder. What year was this? This was 2016. It should have been. Okay, so I visited Epcot in 94. I do not remember writing Figment. I remember seeing Captain EO. I do not remember writing Figment. I don't know why. I don't know if I just didn't. I, I have no recollection of that uh in 99 when i went figment was closed because it was getting turned into the horrible thing that it became how, how dare in you. the middle and then when i came back in 2002 to work there it had literally like just reopened like the mo- like two months before that well my girl the, i think the reason why was she was very much one of the the people we talk crap about on op at she's one of the people who were like it was so epcot you need to relive walt's vision you don't need to 
credit anything good about figment i'm like but then why do you want to ride figment she's like because it's still figment we gotta ride it i'm like okay cool i guess if that's what you want to do so it's a little hypocritical but uh whatever do you how many imagineers do you feel like you could like name if you had to sit down and list imagineers there's um pip squiggles there's <laughs> Damien yeah, that's, a, that's a Harry Potter character. There's uh, Jeremus Strange. All of them. No, not a... F- I watched the Imagineering story. Not a fucking one of them, Jim. <laughs> um, like, I had I, got, I had to think about it. Like, can I name five? And then I realized I could probably name, like, 15. But the, the figment kind of, like, story sort of begins like in the late seventies when they were designing Epcot and they, they wanted, they're like, what should we do in this, with this space? And I don't think they even had an idea for the ride at this point. They just had like, we're going to put three pavilions on this side and three or four on the other side. And that's how it's going to be. But apparently in the seventies, there was a plan to change Disneyland. So where, where Star Wars Land is now in Disneyland, they were that was going to be called Discovery Bay. Okay, and that was going to be like Jules Verne, like the, like there was going to be like a giant blimp hangar, I think in 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 in, uh, in that space back there, and some they were going to do like a journey journey to the center of the Earth like, ride back then instead of the one they did in Tokyo, like, 30 years later. Yeah. But one of the things they had was this thing called Professor Marvel's Gallery of Illusion. This sounds so much better than Figment. I I mean, I know I love Figment, but this sounds so good. And what I could parse from this is that it was going to kind of be like a t- like uh, like a stage show, like a timekeeper like theater show with a weird looking like guy named Professor Marvel, and he had like this purple or this uh, like a green dragon that would like be on the stage with him. Yeah. So that was Tony Baxter and Steve Kirk like kind of pushed for that, and then uh, the movie that was going to be like the hinge of all of Discovery Bay like failed at the box office, so they canceled like everything. What movie was it? Do you remember? It was like Journey to the Top of the World, or sure that they're like it was something like that. It was somebody either going to like Everest or the North Pole, and it was all it was kind of like sci-fi adventure film. Yeah, and Brent, uh, Brendan Fraser was in it. I remember. That, well, so they gave up on that, but then when they were designing Epcot, if you've ever seen pictures of what the land was supposed to look like, yeah, how do I even put this? Imagine if they changed the land. It was like giant glass, not domes exactly, but like giant glass like bubbles, sort of. But Hell like. Yeah. Like, if you've ever seen, like, someone, like, uh, draw a virus in, like, a textbook, <laughs> like, like a hexagonal-shaped, crystal-ish-looking thing, because the idea was that you were going to ride, like, hot air balloons through different biomes, and the idea for that was that there would be a guy in that building, like, the head of the building would be called the Landkeeper. Okay. 
I'm noticing a theme. And that was something that they also kind of went back and said, like, hey, we got this Professor Marvel, like, bearded, redheaded guy. We can use him for that. And they just realized it would cost, like, a billion dollars to build this, like, crazy contraption building ride system. So they threw that out. And then uh, they were looking for sponsors for Epcot, and Kodak comes a run in, and they, they're like, we don't even know what we want, but we want something. Here's money. Why can't we get this kind of, this kind of attention <laughs> for our show? Uh, we have not already built two theme parks. <laughs> no, Jim, we've built seven. <laughs> well, that were somewhat successful and made millions and millions of dollars and caused us to be able to buy ABC and others. <laughs> I buy a lot of things from ABC, Jim. I don't know what you're talking about. So Kodak was like, show us things. And they decided to look at this like Professor Marvel uh gallery thing with this guy and his dragon and they showed it to the Kodak people and they were pumped like yes we want this they did have one change and the change was that they did not want the dragon to be green I wonder what color they wanted it to be well no it's not I don't even think they had a color idea but the reason they did not want it to be green was because that was the color of the Fujifilm logo oh okay I remember reading about this and that's the most insane like like someone's gonna walk up on that ride and like if you wrote Figment now and you said oh that dragon's green that must be a Fujifilm reference (laughs) And that is also, coincidentally, the reason why uh, the Japan Pavilion does not have a Mount Fuji roller coaster in it. Oh my god, what? Because they were like, Fuji, that's Fujifilm, and that's their logo, and that would be bad. Because I think Kodak is run by people that don't understand how reality works. So, uh, they did end up picking, like, Dream fi- they made the Dreamfinder, they made Figment Purple, and, uh, like half dragon, half cow, half Samoan, half, <laughs> um, the, because, okay, so if you look, at, if you look at the history of Epcot, both, uh, Journey to Imagination and Horizons, neither of those opened when Epcot opened. Yeah, right. One, uh, Horizons didn't open until the following year on October 1st of 83. Figment opened on March the 5th. But it's weird that, like, the two, if you look back at original Epcot, you're like, those are probably the two most, like, advanced rides. Like, World of Motion was a little bit, but like, I just think it's weird that they're like, okay, it's, it's like, now, it, it, it would be like Galaxy's Edge. It's like, oh, we have Smuggler's Run, but then this other thing's going to take another six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it becomes the big thing in the park. Uh, I don't know if that exactly happened with Figment. I mean, I guess people did love it. If uh, if you wonder, the original uh, Journey into Imagination was 12 minutes long. Yeah. I, that, how long is the current one? Because that doesn't seem too... Five. Oh. Oh, okay. It is five. The If you wonder how where the space went, if you've seen video of the original Ma- Journey into Imagination, well, the first kind of thing you do is that you go into the, like, a, a turntable, essentially, where you meet the Dreamfinder and Figment, and they sing the song that everybody loves. Yeah, yeah. That turntable is basically where you board now. Oh, okay. It's literally, like, that section of track is, like, the word. They cut off, like, 30% of the track. 
Because he like you used to where the front door is, like where you go in and then turn the corner and go up that like hallway. That was pretty much where you loaded. Was like right there. Yeah, and the story was entirely different because now it's got the weird, the weird Eric Idle is teaching you about your five senses storyline, which I I still I love it. I still don't understand the fact that they're like, hey, make it about the five senses. Okay, how are we going to approach like? two of them the touch and taste parts we're just not we're just not gonna put those in there <laughs> that's literally 40 percent of it yeah no we, we don't need it the 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 tagline sh- for journey to imagination with figment should just be we're giving it 60 yeah. percent so the story back then was more what you went to like dream finders lab and he showed you about imagination you you went the the first scene, the scene with Dreamfinder, was co- basically called the flight into imagination. Which, fine. Yeah. Then you would go to like the dream port to like let him take your dreams away from you or whatever. Uh, and then you visited. You went through sections for the uh, the arts, which that's like the white room that everybody kind of remembers from the ride. Right. That was like origami shapes and that lit up. Then you go to uh, the literature section, which was like Dreamfinder playing like this weird keyboard organ thing, like a like a typewriter keyboard, but it played music. Okay. Uh, and there was like a giant volcano that was was in that section, and uh, and then you went to like this performing arts area that there was like a, a backstage of a theater, and Figment was there like doing like theater stuff. <laughs> he was doing stand up comedy. <laughs> And then there was a uh, a science and tech kind of finale that had a bunch of like figment looking into space, and I can't remember the whole. I, I have notes here, but they're not very good on the science and tech part. The ride did end with these eight sort of like pictures or like little vignettes of figment doing different. I don't want to say jobs, but doing different like a. Uh, I guess trying different things. The the things are dance, uh, uh, being a dancer, a superhero, a scientist, a weightlifter, a mountain climber, uh, a horse rider, a sailor, and a pirate. Those last two are sort of the same. <laughs> so so basically, my special skills section on my resume. Yes, and that like that was essentially the ride. It took twelve minutes instead of the five we have now, and it was way longer. But it I and it it uh, exited like I said right near the front. And I wish I could have rode this because it seems fun. Oh yeah, I've seen video. It seems buck wild. They, when Epcot, like, around 94, they wanted to, like, redo Epcot. They're like, it's Epcot 94, we want to redo it. And Kodak just, like, didn't really want to spend the money. Yeah, that tracks. And so it took until uh, October 1st of 99, so Epcot was, Epcot's 17th birthday is when they replaced... Uh, wait, so first is... Uh, the original closed on October 10th of 98. So it was closed almost a year. And when it reopened, it was now just called Journey. It was Journey into Your Imagination. And it was the Institute, which was meant to play off of the, the Honey, I Shrunk the Audience that had been next door and the whole Institute in there. So to fulfill the dreams of Epcot 94, they finally accomplished it in 1999. Yeah, by, by referencing, by using a 
3D film that references a movie from like 1991. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> about about the 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 key master shrinking his children. <laughs> right. Now, if you, this was very similar to what it currently is, just with no figment at all, just zero with figment. Bad. Just with bad is what it was. Bad. Yeah. No. No figment. Uh, they. It's somewhat different. The, the first, the, basically, the idea is that you you want to know how much they want to know how much imagination you have. So that first scene where that's now like Eric Idle telling you like, "Hey, how you doing?" and then Figment shows up and and he tells him that not to interfere with the tour. That was actually an imagination scanner. So they check your brain and they find out you just have zero imagination <laughs> because that's the thing you want to tell the writers. <laughs> it goes to like the main Imagineer recreating it. Wait, wait, wait. What about the kids who are like? artists and writers what 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 how do you think they're gonna react after being told they have no imagination and then they just like take off their sunglasses and are like fuck them kids and that was it it's it's that pat Oswalt bit about the 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 skunk thing at disney at california adventure oh yeah the cave <laughs> it's that it's like we need we need to break these kids early <laughs> so you find out you have zero imagination which that's got to be weird and then you go into sections based on illusion, which is where the uh, the butterfly was yeah. in this one. Uh, color, which I think was similar to like the 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 vision room is now. So, but it was kind of flip flopped. I love, by the way, we'll just stop on it right now because you mentioned it. I love that butterfly illusion so much. It might be my favorite thing about the ride. Because I remember the first time I wrote it, I went, oh, that's cool. Just a big-ass butterfly. Oh, my God. It did the thing. Because I had a toy when I was a kid, and it did the exact same illusion, except instead of it being empty on one side and then, like, something on the other, one side of it you would look through and you would see Darth Vader's head. You would turn it and it would be Yoda's head, and it would show you, like, choose the light side versus the dark side and stuff like that. And I remember staring at that for ages, being like, but how? How does it work? Both heads are levitating. And then one day I realized it was a mirror. And I was like, oh, that's so good. But I feel like the fact that the butterfly is swinging makes it so much better. Like, it makes it yeah, so I, much more intense. It makes it very hard to tell exactly what's going on. Yeah. they There was a, uh, a dimensions section, which, again, I, I really should have, like, re-upped my own. My like knowledge of this, but apparently in that section there was uh, like a star field, and there were like fig- like figment was in the stars. Like here's a here's a kick in the dick for you. Here's the thing you love. We're not going to show it to you in the ride. And then the final section is essentially the upside down house, but it's not pink and purple and orange and green. It's just a sad it's just regular house. house. So that that attraction was literally open for. Two years and seven days. Two years and a week, and they said, screw this, and closed it. Yeah, that sounds about right, after seeing and it. And eight months later, they opened what is there now. It has been there longer than the original version was there. How long How long of a ride was the uh, terrible one? Was it five minutes, too? Or? They're all, I think they're both five minutes, because they didn't change any of the track or anything. The weirdest thing, like, you like the... Uh, you like the butterfly. I like the fact that they just randomly put the computer wore tennis shoes in it like three times. Oh, yeah. And they don't 
mention it at all, and it's not... Like, there's the flubber thing in the queue, and then you go into the ride, and you're just randomly like, there's a Medfield College jacket, and there's the tennis shoes by the door, and there's like a Dean Higgins doorway, and it's literally like, if you don't know that he's from that movie, it's just like, why? I remember going through the queue and being like, oh, okay, there's Rick Moranis from... Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, there's this one from this, and, like, going through it and then seeing Dean Higgins and being like, I have no clue what this is. And my girlfriend was like, computer wore tennis shoes. And I'm like, okay, I guess. And the only decent reference to it where you would understand it, even if you hadn't seen the film, is when you go through the uh, eye exam area and there's literally a pair of tennis shoes sitting outside of, like, a computer lab. And that's when you're like, oh, I get it. Have you ever seen either version of the computer wore tennis shoes. No, but I've listened to the Flophouse episode on it, which means I know it's a pretty rough one. Was it the... Did, was Okay, so I have not listened to the Flophouse. Was it on the original, the Kurt Russell version, or was it on the second version? I think it was on the Kurt Russell one, yeah. Because it was also made with Kurt Cameron. Oh, no. Oh, no. That one sounds worse. And I'm pretty sure that was like a wonderful world of Disney, like, 90s film no i think they did it on i think they did it on the original one because they wanted to do something from disney plus and they're like this seems really rough and then watched it it's very bad do you watch uh okay is here's the weirdest thing i do every single time i ride figment at the end of the eye exam when you pass by the chart that has like all of the different colors listed and they're written in the wrong color. So red is like yellow. That has a name. I don't remember the name of it. Do you try your best to go through and name all the colors? Because every single time I will go through and stare and be like yellow, green, purple, red, black, and like try my best to not get caught up with the illusion. Because it's that room is probably my favorite because it's got not, it's not just like BS, it's legitimate like optical illusions. That you can look yeah, at. It's, it's called the Stroop effect. And apparently, like, no matter how much you do it, there's only so good that you can get. Oh, wow. Like, I remember, I think that I saw something on, like, I don't even remember where, like a TED Talk or something, where somebody said they, they like, tested themselves on it constantly until they could actually, like, do it, like, fairly consistently, and they could never get any... Once they got to, like, a certain point, they just could not get any better. And there's not really a... And pretty much everybody has the same capacity for getting to that point, but they can't get any better than that point. So you're saying I am at 100%. I have reached it. I've gone max my power. I always forget that sign's there. And then I see it, and I'm like, oh, red, orange. <laughs> I can't do it. No. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I do it every single time. I get ready for it. I'm like, no, no, here it is. It's coming up. It's coming up. Let's look. Um. So, okay, the ride becomes the ride we know as it now and has anything really changed which by the way i would like to think that like if d23 and twitter was around back then and they announced a new figment twitter would explode it would have freaked out because it would have been like the end of it they're like all right that's everything we have have fun and then they start to leave the the TV fades to black, and then you would see, like, Figment's head pop in from the side and be like, I guess this is my room now. Crowd goes crazy. It would be amazing. Wait, so you're saying that if it would have been 
2000 and, you know, early 2002, and they would have come out and said, hey, we're putting Figment back in the ride, that people would have, like, lost their shit. I don't see i thought so and then you said it. i feel like they that the second like eric idol popped up with because you know you'd have to be in the video too and the second both of them were there people be like oh crap it's stupid i mean i still love it i love it to death and like i feel like but i do also feel like the hipsters really took over figment and if it wasn't for them i don't <laughs> think i think figment would be gone at this point in all honesty if it wasn't for like the i think the reason following. why they haven't replaced it is because of twitter oh yeah 100 percent because of twitter like i remember d23 this year people were like interviewing some of the speakers and they're like is there anything about figment tell us about figment what's going on with figment and they're like he might we might have something about Figment. They didn't, of course, but they're like, hey, come on, maybe we'll talk about them just to get people interested. People, like, tried to, like, handcuff themselves to Mr. Toad's. Oh, yeah. And there's more than one of that ride. Like, you could technically go to California and ride that ride still. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is, but there's only one Fidgment, and, like, people would lose their shit if they said they're taking... Like, they could say that they're replacing it with the greatest attraction ever, whether that's Inside Out based of some kind, or any of the other rumored things that they ever wanted to put there, and people would lose their damn minds with no doubt yeah because it's just such an iconic ride at this point it's what a lot of like the epcot hipsters point to of like this is the last struggling bit we have left of original epcot this is all we have left this and the big ball that you can't take out just because of reasons like you can't <laughs> remove that ball but like same thing with figment it is one of the first pieces of history so it's kind of impossible to take it out they I okay, so you you never saw since you didn't go until like 2016 or whatever. You never saw the original Image Works. No. So the second floor of the like exit, like the them stairs that are right by the doors. Yeah. You could go up there, and it was amazing. Yeah, that's where like that rainbow tube was, wasn't it? Rainbow. See, here's the thing: the rainbow thing makes me very angry because when they announced that they were putting stuff in the Odyssey for like, hey, new Epcot, they said they were going to put that tunnel in there. Oh wow! And they didn't, and I'm I was so angry. Like between that and not having the Dreamfinder as like the host of Epcot Forever, like that was also rumored. Like that whole situation really made me upset. I, I honestly feel like the best use of it would have been if they put the Wreck-It Ralph meet and greet up there. Because, like, when I went, to, like, I rode Figment last time I was at at, Ep, at Epcot, and I went and saw the Wreck-It Ralph meet and greet, and they have this tunnel that leads you through the internet. Just change up, like, the LED coloring in that tunnel to be nothing but green. And you could be like, oh, you're going to go through the internet and you can go meet Wreck-It Ralph. So Disney nerds can still be like, oh, I got to go through the tunnel. It was for like a meet and greet or whatever, but I got to go through that tunnel. But instead they were like, we'll just put it in the bottom and make it something that no one cares about. You, you know, there's more than one meet and greet in there now. Oh, really? What's the other one? I'm going to make you very, very upset right now. So please, like, I apologize in advance. But you can meet uh, Joy from Inside Out, but they have discontinued sadness. 
I'm fine with that. Fuck sadness. She's the most awkward meet and greet of all time. How dare you? She is the sweet, precious angel. Wait a minute. So wait, what's in their place in that little pavilion with Baymax now? Uh, well, Baymax also discontinued. And that building, that building is, that building is currently has a fence around it. <laughs> that building basically has a fence around it and is being destroyed. So is that whole area just getting wrecked? Well, well, wait, no, wait, uh, hold on, let me think about this. They moved Mouse Gear over, but I think they moved Mouse Gear to behind the electric umbrella into that space. But yeah, that whole side, like, that's where Journey into Water with Moana is going, is that building, is where that building is. It's getting flattened. And then the other half is already getting flattened where the Starbucks was. It's already like a shell of a building. I saw it. I saw a picture on Twitter and I got very, very sad. Yeah, they discontinued Baymax. Uh, they discontinued Sadness and they put Joy into there. And I don't know if... And Mickey Mouse is... At, okay, so Mickey Mouse is getting put in to the... And this is really fucking weird. It's getting put in the like the lobby of the Pixar short film <laughs> theater. <laughs> okay. Like imagine imagine if you walked into like the Main Street theater to meet Mickey Mouse and as you were exiting, they just showed you like Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Well, I think we're coming to a close. Do you have anything else to say about Figment? The Image Works has one of the had if you okay so originally at Hollywood Studios when it was Disney MGM Studios they had a thing you could do where you would like be be like green screened into a TV show we could uh, so you could be like next to Tim the Toolman Taylor or you could be uh, and that, I've seen videos of a couple different ones like they would basically make you the Al Borland of the episode oh wow but they had a thing like that in Imageworks, although it was more akin to, like, oh, you're way too old for, or young for this. It was more akin to, like, Nick Arcade, the final the final level of Nick oh, Arcade. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, where you would, like, be blue-screened into, like, uh, a thing, and the Dream Finder would kind of act like the director and direct you into what to do, and that Dream Finder was played by Joe Rohde. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. That's so choice. At least as far as I know, that's who who played it. But if you if you look at you can find very like crappy looking video of it and you can tell that that's Joe Rohde. I mean, he doesn't have like 75 earrings, but you can tell it's him. And it's but it's like a it's a Joe Rohde that is 30 years younger than he is now. Man, it's just like. I love Figment, and I love the current iteration, but hearing about the past of it just makes me, like, upset. I'm like, no! There was so much more! And Kodak hasn't been the sponsor in a while. Like, I don't even know if the picture spots are still Kodak, or if there's some other... I think they're just picture spots now. Depressing, but they they said that really the reason why they wanted to change Epcot in the 90s was because of the same reason they always want to change Tomorrowland is because they're like, it's Future World, but then it's like, oh, now everything in this place is, is old. Yeah. Like, you can play, like, Sega Genesis games until, like, 98. <laughs> Wait, let's just ask this question. There's rumor that they're gonna it's going to go away. And it's probably not going to have Figment in it if it comes back. 
is Inside Out the best? I mean, because there, there was th- these were the three the three things they thought about using, as far as I know, were Inside Out, Phineas and Ferb, and Muppet Babies. I knew nothing about the Muppet Babies one. I, I think I think it was the Muppet Babies. <laughs> I want the Muppet Babies very much. Uh, I would like to petition a fourth, which is Wreck It Ralph. I think Wreck It Ralph would probably be the most fun you could have with it, and get the most sponsor money out of it, which you know they'll love. Get a deal with like Nintendo or something, just to say screw you to Universal. It, it won't be Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you all be yeah, middle finger to Nintendo. Well, no, then it would be like Cubert or whatever. Get that good. Well, no, game. it w- it it couldn't be Nintendo because Nintendo is going into Epic Universe. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. But get Cubert and you know get the good good Cubert money, I guess, off of that <laughs> it's, one. It's Net Geo or uh, or uh, Neo Geo. Yeah, exactly. The good good Neo Geo money. I think Wreck It Ralph would probably be your best bet at this point. I I feel like it Ralph breaks the internet outperformed what a lot of people thought, at least from my my thoughts. And I think that it has the best potential for the most fun stuff you could do with it. Like have each room turn into visiting a different website so you could go into like my disney experience you could literally go into the app on your phone on one point <laughs> oh no stitch ate this page yeah it's literally like you go in and you visit the different apps on your phone and i think that would probably be the what would be <laughs> my completely broken <laughs> it would be my most exciting uh sighting replacement weirdly enough and this could be a future episode I think that's what the Play Pavilion's going to be, sort of, kind of, sort of. I could mess with that. I like that. But we could do a Wonders of Life-themed episode of this, because holy crap, the making of me. But I'm, we can skip over that. Now, that, the making of me on its own is just a whole episode. But, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for tuning in to FAQ, the very first episode of the Opposite Attractions sister show. If you're not already subscribed to Opposite Attractions on on pod i almost said twitter and i know that's not where we do it <laughs> on itunes wherever you get your podcast make sure to do that because it's that show is this but more dumb and ridiculous it's about building theme parks it's fantastic and as always thank you for donating to the patreon your money means the world to us it helps keep this world going around it helps keep the bs universe growing and more stuff coming to it and we thank you as always for your monetary monies for that. Uh, but until next time, Jim, do you have, what final word? You have the final word. I'm going to let you say it right now. You get the final word, Jim, not me. May the spark be with you. <laughs>